0: Welcome to the Cork Creative Podcast. With this podcast, we hope to shed a light on the great work being done by local creatives and business people in Cork City and County. In Cork Creative's third series, we tackle the property market and speak with three local estate agents to get their opinion on their business, industry and the property market on Cork. I am your host, Jordin Hennessy from Flux Learning, and today I chat to Martin from Martin Kelleher's Property in Kilty. Martin set up his own property services business nearly 20 years ago, having previously worked with and Cork and SWS Property Services. He worked hard to build up the business and his reputation now speaks for itself. In this episode, we speak about how a sports car sparked his interest in property, the pros and cons of being an independent operation, the importance of realistically portraying a property to its best potential, along with the highs and lows of his job. You're very welcome to Cork Creative.
1: Thank you, Geraldine. Yeah, I'm delighted to be here.
0: So tell us a little about how you got into being an estate agent.
1: I was thinking about this question and I remember I, got, I went out to Australia years ago mm-hmm. after college didn't work out for me and traveled around and I worked in this pub that an estate agent used Quinta. Okay. And he had a, an e-type Jaguar and he had the golf clubs and he had a mobile phone the size of a brick. And it's the first time I ever see any of the mobile phone. I asked him what he did one day and he said he was in the stage, So I said, look, yeah, that's for me when I go home now. <laughs> yeah. You like the look
0: of the car
1: and the, mo- the brick of a mobile I, phone. I, I have the mobile on and, <laughs> and the clubs, but I have no, I've no nice cars oh. or anything.
0: All right, look, you can still, you're, that's the goal, isn't it? Yeah. yeah? We'll yeah. see you whiz past there in a Ferrari or a Lamborghini yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or something. Yeah. No, <laughs> not for me. And what qualifications did you have to get to become an estate agent?
1: At the time, there was a course in Cork in the School of Commerce. Mm-hmm. It was a two-year course and then there was a diploma for three years. So I did that and it was great. It was only going a couple of years at the time. Mm-hmm. So I finished that and delayed 90s i suppose and remember I, I sent out about 26 27 cvs at a time and i got i think two oh responses gosh, there yeah. you know so that, that that's kind of how it started now you know that was 20 th- 22 or 23 years ago yeah. and did
0: you work so on various different estate agents before i did up i did
1: i i um was Lisneys in Cork mm-hmm. where I was there for a few years and that was great experience. It was mainly commercial property. Mm-hmm. So I came back to Clannacilty because we'd been living there. So I was with Sherry Fitz O'Neill here mm-hmm. at Clannacilty and then uh, spending, uh, I went to SWS group then okay. after that and I was there for about, I think, nine years okay. until we closed down there back, uh, back in the last recession. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: And then you decided to...
1: Yeah, I went up me on then because, yeah. well, at the time we were pretty much, you know, we were wound up really mm. like, you know, we were we were shut down. We had five offices in West Cork. And so we went from being very busy to, yeah, just from very quiet in a very mm. short space of mm. time to scary. So look, there was other choice really. I mm. mm. a couple of marriages. gets underway. Yeah. way. Yeah. So yeah, I went up my own. So Never look back. Few years, yeah, it took a few years, yeah. uh, to, a few very hard years. Mm. But the people at clan have been very good to me, mm. very supportive. So yeah, that's, I'm eternally grateful
0: and given the strange nature i suppose of the property market do you feel the pressure in how you market and communicate your services
1: It's changed over the years like when i started first we didn't you know at the time there was no advertising on the internet or anything like that Mm -hmm. i mean when i started we were sticking forward We, we we we'd take photographs with a normal, a normal camera and we would print them all out and hope that one of them was good enough to use okay. and then you would re- reproduce that photograph mm-hmm. and we would literally stick it on with print stick onto the brochures that's yeah. how, that's that's literally and i remember when the internet came I remember the time one of the fellas said, uh, working with me at the time i said look will you put this on the internet and he said um yeah, no that's that's kind of a bit fancy there no like, that's <laughs> Here. this this house wouldn't attract those type of people at all so how how times have come on now you yeah know? yeah to be honest i don't i suppose in the fact that you know i'm kind of i suppose lucky enough that i've i've developed a healthy business here and i have a fair idea who's looking at any one time mm-hmm. and you know it's i I utilize all of the websites mm-hmm. myhome.a I our own website and they didn't feed loads of other websites so mm-hmm. We've huge coverage, to be honest. Which uh, any property going up for sale, uh, people will see it if they're lo- any looking at all. You know? Okay,
0: yeah. So speaking of DAF .ie and them, does the the dominance of the communication channels for property by DAF .ie and, and myhome.ie .ie restrict your opportunities to market and communicate creatively? Would you feel it kind of enhances it?
1: Well, I think. I've talked about that, and let's say if you, if you were in a franchise, I'm, I'm not a franchise. I'm an mm-hmm. independent operator. If you're in a franchise, there there, there are probably certain restrictions, all right, and mm-hmm. how creative you can be to advertise a property listing. So I suppose to be fair, ninety percent of the inquiries originate from coming to true one of the property portals. Okay. You know, I suppose the we would find. Def, like a daft.ie have a dominance, all right. You know, myhome.ie are, you know, at the moment, probably a lot closer in Dublin, but mm. in the country areas, it's still daft.ie for the most part. Mm. And then they charge very well in, okay. a, a, as part of that, like, mm. you know. So, yeah, we're always trying different ways. Like I find at the moment, a lot of our rentals, I might just do it through Facebook. Okay. <laughs> you know? Oh, Yeah. And that seems to because I have I've have a few thousand followers mm. on Facebook, they're all mainly local. So we find most of the rentals we just do through that. Okay. Yeah.
0: And do you think it's a benefit to you that you're kind of independent as opposed to being in the franchise?
1: Look, there's ups and downs first, really, because this is such a localized business that mm. to be fair, I, I'd be pretty much unknown outside of we'll say like my air agent goes from Court McSherry to Malie Clan. In a ski in Tarask Mm Harbour, outside those areas, I'd be completely unknown i okay. would imagine you know so like that's you, you, let's say if somebody had a, a really nice property listing uh, on, on the water down in on, down in glengarf mm. I, I i wouldn't be to the forefront of their okay. mind when they're making mm. a listing you know what i mean mm. so that's where a franchise would actually come in yeah yeah you know yeah, I mean? yeah. yeah
0: but you are what you are and you're doing a uh, this yeah. is it exactly
1: yeah. you, you still only have 10 11 hours in your working day to to make your living mm. and you still have to be able to service what you get mm. I, I've seen it from the other side when you know in a previous life dealing with absolutely way too many listings mm. at any one time and it's very hard to service that so whatever you have you have to be and when I say service that be proactive mm. you know I mean going out and actively trying to sell your house mm. for do the best job and get the most money for your client as mm. possible you know so that's essentially our job okay you know? okay yeah
0: and it's apparent that there are more 360 degree walkthroughs and drone footage of property. Is this the new benchmark for buying and selling property, and is it expected by buyers and sellers?
1: Yeah, it, 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 it is all right. But there are a lot of people not tuned into doing, we'll say, you know, doing a 360 walkthrough, mm. you know, from their computer. Because to be fair, when you walk into houses, a lot of it is by feel. Mm-hmm. So, you will know, straight away. Somebody who comes to one of our houses, technically, it should take pretty much all of their boxes. But they could turn around to you after walking through a few rooms in the house and just say, "You know what, Martin? I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, you know, it should be for me, but I'm just not getting this." Mm-hmm. So it's it's very much, you know, by feel and emotion. So we do obviously during the start. I w- I've been doing drawn footage for six, seven years now, okay. which is fantastic. It gives you great uh, idea of, from a buyer buying perspective, what's around the property, mm. you know, what's in the surrounding countryside. It's lovely. But 360s, I get a lot of negative feed, uh, feedback on 360s in okay. that, because you, you put a 360 camera into the middle of the room and you do the 360 tour. And when you actually come to see the property as a buyer, you they must they almost always say this looks way smaller than it did on the three sixty oh, really? yeah. tour. So I find the worst emotion a buyer could have walking out after your viewing is one of disappointment. Yeah. So if they go out feeling deflated, you know, you, they're they're gone. Like you know. So
0: would you prefer to stay away from them?
1: I suppose we get asked a lot because, I mean, a lot of our buyers now are coming in internationally. You know, it used to be just the UK before. Now it's people coming back from the Middle East, mm-hmm. yeah, having kind of made their living there. And like we have three different American buyers right now at the moment going okay, through yeah. sales. And they'll always ask you for a walkthrough. So I find actually what's better than the 360s is a video walkthrough. Okay. So we try to do that on most of our listings where you're literally, it's like first person. You're literally walking through yeah. the room and that tends to be uh, that tends to be better. It's more realistic.
0: Yeah, more realistic yeah, perspective. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know, I suppose a lot we, we we use professional photography in a lot of our listings too, as well. Houses that I would find difficult to photograph myself. Mm-hmm. Let's say if they're slightly larger or smaller houses or mm. darker. So I tend to use uh, professional photography services and sometimes then Sometimes the photographs can be actually too good, okay. and again, then going back <laughs> yeah, to the whole um, yeah. disappointment that people might feel yeah. walking out of a listing. You
0: know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about managing, I suppose, people's expectations, Manage, exactly. making it as realistic yeah. to what it actually yeah. is, is is important.
1: It's a fine line because yeah, um, you're 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 trying to you're trying to keep your client happy as yeah. well. But there's no point if your buyer is, is is not going to be feels going out the door that you know they were almost duped. You know, yeah, or, yeah, or, or yeah, into yeah. to come into the viewing, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, that's actually an interesting perspective. I always kind of imagined or thought that you'd always just make it as good as possible. But yeah, you're completely right. It's, yeah. It, you don't want them to feel disappointed because they're definitely not going to buy Absolutely. the house. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember yeah.
1: years ago when the fish eye lenses came in first, I used to use them. And yeah, that, we, I soon stopped. Yeah. Because, you know, it was just ridiculous. You're you're a box room. Someone was walking into a box room and they were saying, you know, okay, where's the rest of the room? So <laughs> the Or actually, I had someone say one time, actually, um, at the end of the interview, just said, would you mind actually showing me the house that's on the photographs, please?
0: oh gosh yeah. yeah so that's it so yeah you need to be realistic but yeah. you need to make it look good but be realistic yeah this is it yeah very good
1: but ultimately at the end of the day we're, I'm in sales yeah. so you know keeping my client happy is, is, is number one well, okay yeah. very good yeah
0: do you think that working from home and the growing trend of remote work is having an impact in west cork and in the types of homes that people are looking for
1: yeah it's huge no i suppose again from the from COVID really supercharged it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it was, you no, know, it's one of the first questions we get asked. You know, if we don't have it on the details, they will, someone, a prospective viewer will say to you, you know, look, what's, do they have broadband there? Mm. And do you know the speed? So we used not dream of that before, but mm. no, we have to. So I do a speed test mm. now and actually all of the houses I can so that you can tell a prospective buyer you know what speed the internet has but like as as recently as probably three years ago i lost a sale simply because there was no broadband facility in the house yeah they were too far down away from the exchange to have Fixed line broadband, they, rapid broadband didn't have line of sight to the house. But it's amazing that like in only three years now you have, like you've got Imagine mm. now offering a service, an installation service and they can um, get you good broadband. And of course Starlink, mm-hmm. you know, Elon Musk's crowd mm-hmm. you know, but when that's quite expensive then. Mm. But at least it is an alternative to mm-hmm. for people, you know, if they're working from home workers, it's huge. So
0: does broadband? It does impact on on buyer decision and and value of property and salability of houses. Would you say
1: not so much value because anyone who really needs to to work from home, they might not consider a house to, without really mm-hmm. good broadband. You know, but to be fair, it's coming less and less. Most houses have some option now. Yeah. You know what I mean. And in, in the last couple of years, really, you know, it's it's less of a problem than it was. We'd say three or four years ago. Yeah, you know.
0: And I suppose too now with hybrid working or, you know, with hubs and all that, it yeah. helps people out maybe a little bit. if. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Like, like we find that um, people who wouldn't have considered traveling to Clonakilty before if they're working even in Cork City mm. no, because th- seeing as they only have to maybe go up and down maybe three days a week mm. or four days a mm. week, they will now go to as far as Clonagilty, as, as mm. Ross Carver even, you know, mm-hmm. whereas before the f- I, I used to find that people who go up and down five days a week, they would say, look, we might consider going as far as the east side mm. of Clon, mm-hmm. whereas now, you know, to be fair, that, you know, this. There's, there's very little limit, really, like, you know.
0: And has that broadened your client base? Or oh, completely. It, yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. it has. But, but, but obviously, naturally, enough, know, what it's done is, as well as it's it's driven the values up in this area, mm-hmm. you know. Because she's the average house now. And Clonacility is $299,000. That's the average mm-hmm. sales transaction price, you know, four years ago. That was probably two thirty. Yeah, that's a big uh, increase. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, two thirty six at I think, each time. But now we've got people... Coming out there on, on, I suppose, better paid jobs and, and, and then people may be selling up into like Dublin mm-hmm. areas of higher equity and they can take lesser paid jobs mm-hmm. actually and more, and concentrate more quality of life, which mm-hmm. they get around here, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting actually if you ask people. Uh, you know, if you talk to people long enough and the viewings and all that, you know, it's, it's it's very fascinating, really, their thought process.
0: Do you get a lot of feedback from your clients, or you know, to try and maybe help you going forward and how you're marketing, or would you use that kind of feedback? Or
1: yeah, I suppose being Irish, a lot of people wouldn't, you know, they, they mightn't give you the honest, honest yeah. feedback. I suppose, you know, <laughs> so to. <it is. laughs> Maybe you might want to hear, the, as I said, the truth hearts sometimes, yeah. but to be fair, most people would. Most people don't aren't afraid of, of pulling you up now, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. So I suppose a lot of time, someone said to me there lately, she said, look, I, I, you know, I'm delighted to pay for having paid for your counselling services, you know? <laughs> so there's a lot of that now. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Part of the job. <laughs> completely, yeah. It's yeah. a
1: good part of the job too, yeah. Like. yeah.
0: yeah. And what's your favourite part of what you do?
1: I suppose I I just love being on the viewings you know mm. and having you know five six viewings lined up mm. on, on a house people coming in and uh, you have to have kind of a bit of fun on it too yeah. as well you know and it's great because you, you somebody, a lot of times you might meet somebody at different houses you know Mm -hmm. you have great stories over the years Mm -hmm. like so yeah it's that part meeting people i suppose in in our job you have to really like people Mm -hmm. and be interested in them Mm -hmm. you know the name retention is the part i struggle a lot with you know meeting people and and that part of it is tough all Mm -hmm. right you know i met someone in the leisure center last night and they started talking away about the house and had any news for them like and i you know I actually just didn't have I know. A clue who they were. Yeah. You know, what yeah. I mean I, I knew I knew them, but yeah. I couldn't I couldn't piece it together. It's you know, awful, when you meet someone yeah. Out of yeah. context. Yeah.
0: When they're half naked no, and <laughs> are their usual apparel on them. This yeah. is it, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd be a bit like that now whereas I know their face like just like what's their name and it would drive yes. me you know I would be like oh my god what is their name and then it would come to me probably on the drive home oh that's right anyway, yeah, yeah, remember yeah. the name now you know yeah. and I find that really frustrating and it's just when you're kind of it's like a cut in the headlights kind of moment especially if they call you by your name you know it's, yeah
1: it's very oh. hard actually yeah
0: It's kind of funny. But but I
1: I find you to kind of, I suppose, try to develop the conversation as far as you can. Yeah. And just talk about generic stuff (laughs) like the weather and stuff like that and often... Somebody will just drop something, something in to That, to, that, to, that little to bit click. of
0: information that yeah, will yeah. help it click, yeah, who yeah. they are. Yeah, Somebody yeah. actually
1: in, in our own business actually told me one time, actually, you should just say, I'm sorry, now would you mind me telling you your name, please? Yeah. And then they might say, John. And they say, oh, yeah, I know it's John, but what's your surname? Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And given the increased technical nature of your work, do you feel having good digital skills is a prerequisite for being an estate agent?
1: We do continuous professional development now, actually, mm-hmm. in, in in our business. So my valuation accreditation, I I I sign up for twenty hours a year. So you have to do kind of you know continuous online learning, and a lot of that might be just changes in legislation or you know new grants coming out. Especially in the rental market, it's hugely changed over the years. Yeah. A lot of you know a lot of not a lot of red tape and as you know mm. as you can naturally enough you, know, you hear a lot of landlords leaving unfortunately leaving the rental market mm. because they've been swamped you know so I constantly I suppose trying to read up on our own Line of work, you know, but just on the, you know, as regards digital skills, I yeah. suppose when you're when you're like me, like this, I I'm, I'm lucky I have good members of staff with me, you know, mm-hmm. who are very strong that way as well. But if you're, you know, we're a small operation, so you tend to be you try to be multi experienced and and in, mm. in, in digital new new ways of trying to show off your house, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. That's CPD that you do. Is it interesting stuff, or is it actually boring? Let's
1: say probably about half of it is is very interesting. Yeah. You know? And then you then you'd have a lot uh, that might actually have anything to do with you anymore. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you might you might have CPD about industrial properties okay. in Dublin or the rating system mm. in, in Ireland or mm. you know like like that. I suppose I have the institute I'm affiliated with. Mm. they're brilliant, but they they obviously have a broad spectrum of members. You know, mm. so they're trying to obviously keep it um, interesting for theirs mm. as well. Know.
0: I suppose the more boring stuff is stuff that's not really relevant
1: yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. you know I suppose we'll, uh, no actually we, we can sign up for different courses actually okay. as well that some suit you more than others okay, you know? okay. so it's a great choice there very good big okay. change
0: and if you had any tip to give to someone following a similar career path what would it be
1: just obviously education you know you have to do you have to do the courses now and there's, an, there's a fantastic apprentice scheme now as mm-hmm. well for auctioneering whereby you you do four days a week Mm -hmm. with the agent or who you're doing the apprenticeship with and one day in college and obviously there's online learning in that and that's for two years so they're getting paid you know a reasonable I suppose a reasonable wage Mm -hmm. while they're getting trained okay and that's a wonderful way of of seeing it hands-on you Mm -hmm. know to see if you like it and but you know what I would say to people starting out is 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 to think long term you know because I suppose in this, especially when you're working in a smaller area with towns and that, it takes years, years and years to develop your name. Like mm. you know, and you could lose it so fast. So everything has to be long term, you know. And you're, I suppose, you're constantly challenged in your working week to, I suppose, appease other people. So your your client is number one. You have to keep them happy within, you know, working within the, you know, try to keep your own integrity. Mm because you you have only your name really and you don't get it perfect all the time but if you, if you, i say if you, if you keep going straight being straight all the time straight straight with people that you won't go far wrong yeah so yeah that's it really that's that's probably the best thing really mm-hmm. to think long term and don't ever let one transaction don't ever take a shortcut on one transaction that might derail your career yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. you have to think long term so yeah much, yeah okay very good. So where do you think the market will go or where will it be in a year's time, say, or two yeah. years time?
1: So I suppose one thing what I've learned over the last few years is probably, well, especially going back to the, the time of, I would say, the, the recession and the boom back in 2005, 2006 is that I don't make predictions anymore. <laughs> I've tried and I've been wrong so many times <laughs> and it's it's cost me personally, Yeah, but I suppose where we are now, we have a serious housing crisis mm. and there's just not enough houses. We're only building not even 30,000 houses a year as a country. Mm. Like back in 2005, we were building 80,000 houses yeah. on a regular basis. You mm. know what I mean? And in that peak, that's 100,000 houses back in 2007. Mm. We're nowhere near that, you know, and I can't see... That improving much in the near few years. Mm. So whatever happens about people's affordability or mortgage rates, which which you know that's kind of worrying as well. Of course, what's what is definite is that there just won't be enough houses. Like we have something like approaching one million extra people living in Ireland now than what we had at the start of the last recession. Gosh, like there's actually nine hundred and fifty thousand house people, I believe, extra now living in Ireland now, and just not enough houses. And we have this stock every year just just thousands of houses going past their life really mm. like you know their election that. mm. so that's the worrying side of it I, around here i i like you know i know that there's a lot of talk about property values dropping that i haven't seen it
0: mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm.
1: any property that's presented well in a good location and that you don't have to do a whole pile to it will absolutely fly mm-hmm. at the moment still. Mm-hmm. The only houses we, j- we struggle with are houses that need a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And that's because I suppose I find at the moment there's a fierce fear factor there of how much it would cost to actually do up a, a property now mm-hmm. as well too, between materials and access to trades and So I don't see a whole pile of change. Unfortunately, I mean it'd be great to see more rental properties available. That is a heartbreaking part of our job. I have you know, every day there's there's calls, people coming down to the office, phoning up, tell you how how. Bad things are, and how badly they need an, a, a new place to live or uh, they're yeah. in unsuitable accommodation. And we'd have to have a heart to stone, not to, if that doesn't take something away mm. from me every day. Mm. You know?
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the hard part, yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 There's good and bad with every job, I suppose. But oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. This so time it's, of year, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's,
1: it's actually one of the nicest parts. So, you know, you asked me before, what's the nice part mm. of the job? And, you know, on viewing, that, that, actually a, a great one. I found in recent years is actually getting someone, even a rental property, getting yeah. family in you know and seeing how gin or just the sheer relief Mm -hmm. of having a a roof order is Mm -hmm. like you know when it shouldn't be that way at all like you know it should be easier access to housing
0: yeah 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 so thanks very much martin for joining us on the core creative podcast if you want to find out more about martin and what he does you can find links to social media and website on corecreative.ie
1: thanks jordan